thanks for tuning in this week to Cross Connection Church Houston. We're a small church plant located in the Pasadena area. It is our mission to save the lost, to equip the saved, to serve both the lost and the saved, and finally to send the equipped. To this end, we teach through the Bible on a verse-by-verse basis, starting from the beginning of a book and working our way through all the way till the end. It is our prayer that you would grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ through his word. Well, this morning is our Vision Sunday. We do this once a year. The The purpose of focusing on our vision is just to uh, do something that's kind of threefold. First, we want to look back at this last year and be reminded of uh, some of the wonderful things that God has done uh, to highlight some of the things that God has done uh, in and through us as a church. Uh, second, to time for those of you who have been here for a while to be reminded uh, of what our vision and direction is and uh, Uh, For those of you who have just started coming in the last few months, this will be uh, something that you'll get to hear for the first time and uh, get to know where we're headed. Uh, And third, it's just a time to look forward to some of the new things that we're going to be doing in 2017 uh, to seek to fulfill uh, the vision that God's given us. And so uh, as a church, I think it's just important for all of us to know, you know, what the vision is, what the direction is, where we're going, uh, so that hopefully we're on the same page and that also you can kind of see what your gifts are are and how you can be a part of helping us accomplish the vision, because it takes all of us to do that. And so uh, I'm going to be sharing, uh, as I share the vision, just some opportunities uh, to serve. Uh, Many of you already are, but for those who aren't, you'll just get to hear uh, some of the different ways that you can serve uh, and hopefully get plugged in uh, and use your gifts for the Lord's glory. Um, So Let's start by looking back at some of the great things the Lord has done in the church. And I want to start by reminding you that really the start of this church was nothing that was of me or a group of us kind of in our own plan saying, hey, let's do something in Pasadena. This was definitely totally the Lord. Jenny and I, we were in um, Georgia, and we felt like the Lord wanted us to plant a church again, and we had already planted and pastored in Scotland for 11 years. And our heart was Europe. Our thought was Europe. Our direction was Europe. You know, Texas, Pasadena wasn't on our radar at all. And so when God directed us here, it was definitely completely him. Uh, it was not us. Uh, but, you know, God kept burdening us for Pasadena. And so we made two trips out here. Uh, and just the Lord and both of those confirmed this is where he wanted us to be. Uh, and so this definitely wasn't my plan or Jenny's plan. This was God's plan. You know, and something that we didn't know before we came is that for years people had been praying for the Lord to plant a Calvary Chapel style church, uh, here in Pasadena. Some of you, uh, are here who have been praying about that. And, and God answered those prayers. He brought my family and I here to do just that. And, uh, God also answered a prayer that Jenny and I had, but that we were praying for, uh, before we came here. And that was a prayer for a team. You know, we wanted a team together to help us to start start the church, to establish things. Uh, And the Lord just told us, you know what, just go. I got that under control. I'm going to take care of that. I want you to move and come to Pasadena and start. We're like, well, Lord, you know, we need a team. I got that under control. And so we came, we started a prayer meeting, uh, and, you know, we started getting people coming. Ray and Myrna came, and uh, right away they said, you know, we feel like the Lord has called us not only to uh, 
be a part of coming to the church, but actually to serve with you. And, you know, they had been praying for a church here uh, in Pasadena. Uh, Lee and Lupe, the same thing. We had Linda come and Albert were coming. We had this core group of people that were praying and just wanting to uh, see what God would do and be a part of serving in that. And then God brought Colson down here the Saturday night right before our Sunday service to uh, lead us and be our worship leader. And so, uh, and since then, many of you have uh, just got involved and used your gifts and served. And it's just been great to see, you know, what God has been doing. But uh, I just want to remind us that this wasn't just a plan of ours or a work of a group of us. This is definitely something that the Lord orchestrated, the Lord's been doing, uh, and we're seeking him to continue uh, to do the work that he has started. And so uh, God answered prayers and uh, directed and established this work. And so, you know, we should always recognize every church is God's church. Unfortunately, not every church is uh, run that way, but we should see that. It's the Lord's church. It's his ministry. He deserves all the credit. He deserves all the praise. He brought me here. He brought you here. He's the one who saves us. He's the one who changes us. He's the one who uses us. And so as we look at some of the highlights of things that God has done, it's not to pat any of us on the back. It's to look to him and say, look at how great of a God you are. Look at how faithful you have been. Look at how merciful you have been. Look at how gracious and loving you've been. I want that to be the focus as we look back, just to remember, God, you are so good. And here are just some of the highlights of things that you have done to demonstrate how good you've been to us. You know, one of the greatest things that ever can happen that's happened for, you know, the majority of us here this morning and that we saw in 2016 was that God grabbed hold of lost sinners and brought them to a place of knowing him and willing to choose him. And, you know, it's always wonderful to see people get saved, to see people go from darkness to light. And, you know, that's my greatest joy and highlight to watch that. And, you know, it's just great to experience that together, get to watch someone come to know Jesus and come to be a part of our church family uh, and part of our spiritual family. And just, uh, it's just wonderful to see that. And, you know, several of you, you know, came to faith in Jesus this year. Uh, and that's just such a, a wonderful blessing and joy. Uh, and, you know, several of you also did something that is greatly encouraging, that you took that public step of declaring your faith in Jesus Christ and sharing your testimony and getting baptized. And, you know, that's one of my favorite services of, you know, just getting to hear the testimony of what God did in the lives of those who, you know, publicly stood up here and shared, you know, the saving faith of Jesus Christ and his grace in their life and how he changed them and getting baptized. And so uh, another wonderful highlight of what God did and, you know, I think, you know, the, the outreaches that we were able to do this year were just blessed by the Lord. Many of you here this morning are here because of outreaches, you know, that we did in 216 and just met you in the park. And, uh, it's just been great to see, you know, how God has moved through that and connected us with people and how people have gotten saved through that. And, you know, it's just to Him, to, you know, it's, He's the one who's doing it. He's the one who's preparing people. He's the one who's just moving. And so He gets the glory for that. And, um, you know, you know, I'm just reminded of, you know, when God tells us to do something, which he did, go into all the world and preach the gospel, and we're faithful to that, 
There's always going to be something that he's going to do. He's going to, you know, first and foremost, you know, just bless himself and, and exalt himself. But, you know, we will impact people if we're faithful and obedient to what God's called us to do. And so hopefully you're encouraged, and, you know, as you see people and meet people and, and know, hey, hey, that was from that outreach, and that you'll be wanting to be a part of that. You want to see God move not only through others, but through you, you know, to make an impact eternally uh, on lost souls. And so... Um, Another wonderful thing God has done, and he always does, is he helps us spiritually grow. All of us need that. None of us have arrived. None of us are at a place where we're like, you know, I'm, I'm fine spiritually. I'm, I'm definitely super mature, and I don't need any more growth. We all need to grow, and it's just great to watch and see and just, you know, live life with you guys and just see the growth that's happening. Uh, it's encouraging to watch that and uh, to see it in service and love, and, uh, and it's just a, it's a joy for me, definitely. Uh, I would definitely say 2016 uh, was a huge blessing to me personally. It was just a a great year of God's encouragement. Uh, I just loved uh, just being able to serve with you guys and just be in life with you. Uh, you are definitely my spiritual family that I love. And, and you know, God's just connected us more and more. Uh, and it's just a, it's a joy to just deepen our relationships and uh, just grow uh, in, you know, you know, our love for God and our love for each other. And uh, I just feel like God has done a great job of connecting us, uh, knitting us together, <laughs> that we are a big church family, you know, and it's not just, uh, you know, just a bunch of individuals that we really have that feel and that love and that compassion uh, for each other. Uh, and I just think that's a, a wonderful credit to the Lord uh, and what he's doing. But, um, you know, there's just a lot that God's done, a lot of things that we could highlight. But, you know, at the end of the day, he deserves the credit. He deserves the glory. You know, as you think about your own life, as you think about 216 and all he's done in you, all the ways he's changed you, how he's always been faithful to you, just remember it's him. You know, remember that, you know, your growth is about him, what God's done in your life is about him, uh, and that don't miss that and, and start taking credit for yourself or, or giving me or anyone else that doesn't deserve it. It's, it's God and him alone uh, that deserves that. And so, I want us to now kind of transition, we've looked back a little bit, to look forward, uh, to look at our mission, our vision, uh, to look at what we've been doing, and also what we're seeking to do uh, in 2017 to fulfill the vision that God has given us. And let me start for those of you who uh, might be curious, especially if you have a Calvary Chapel background. It's like, well, why did we call ourselves Cross Connection? I've heard that from many people. You know, I went to Calvary Chapel's Bible College. I planted Calvary Chapel churches that were called Calvary Chapel. And so why did we choose to call ourselves Cross Connection instead of, you know, Calvary Chapel Pasadena or whatever it may be? And, you know, ultimately when we sought to plant this church, we wanted to pick a name that was really, you know, described our mission and vision more than just our affiliation. Uh, and we felt that cross-connection definitely helped to describe the mission and the vision that God has given to us. And so we're definitely affiliated with the Calvary Chapel movement. Uh, we just haven't taken the specific name, which a lot of Calvary chapels don't, so it's no big deal. But, you know, our thing is just we wanted a name that really connected with our mission and vision. The mission of our church is to live an authentic life in connection with God, with one another and the world through Jesus. The through Jesus is the, the real key to it all because, you know, we chose this mission because it's ultimately at the heart of what Scripture teaches. 
statement focuses on Jesus. It focuses on what Jesus has done for us, which is, you know, really the heart of all that the Bible shares. The Bible is very clear that the only way that you and I can be connected with God, the only way that you and I can have a relationship with God is through Jesus. That's why the part of our mission statement is connection with God through Jesus. You see, when Adam and Eve first were in the garden, they had that perfect relationship and connection with God, but something bad happened. We all know sin happened, and it broke that connection. It broke that relationship with God. You see, God is perfect He is holy. He cannot allow sin into his presence. And each one of us, we're sinners. And our sin keeps us from God. Our sin keeps us from that connection with God. And since God loves us so much, he decided to make a way for us to have a relationship with him, to have that connection with him back again. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay for our sins on a cross so that we could be forgiven of our sins, so that we could have a relationship and connection with God again. Three days later, Jesus rose from the dead to conquer sin and death. And the Bible says we must accept Christ. We must accept who he is, that he's God. We must accept what he's done, that he died on the cross and rose from the dead in order to be saved, in order to have a relationship with God. It's only through Jesus that that's possible. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so this is a real important part of our vision because we recognize the only way anyone's going to be connected to God is through Jesus Christ. And that's why Jesus is our focus, our foundation, something that we you know, want to continue to point people to. But I think it's important to realize that you know, it's not just to God that Jesus connects us to. He also connects us to one another. And that's why the other part of our mission statement is a connection with one another through Jesus. You know, the Bible tells us that once we accept Jesus, something wonderful happens. We're not only forgiven of our sins and have a relationship with God, but he did something even more. He adopted us into his family. We are now his children. You know what that makes each one of us? Brothers and sisters in Christ. We now have this family, this relationship that is so unique and wonderful because we believe in Jesus Christ. And and the Bible reveals that there's this special unity, this equality that comes because of the fact that we all come the same way. Lost sinners coming to a Savior in Jesus Christ, and it brings an equality, it brings a unity, it brings a oneness, and that connection only happens through Jesus. It doesn't happen because we have a lot in common. It doesn't happen because we're of the same nationality or because we're Texan or because whatever. It happens through Jesus, which is wonderful because you can be so diverse. You can be male, female, you can be rich, poor, you can have different nationalities, but we can all come together Because it's not about those things, it's about Jesus, and he's the one that brings that unity, that brings that connection. And so we have connection with God through Jesus, we have connection with one another through Jesus, but we also have something that's so important that the Bible tells us that we need to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Because the world is lost and the world does not have a connection with God. And the only way that they're ever going to receive a connection with God is if we, who know God, go and preach the gospel. Let them know the good news of what Jesus has done for them so that they can have that connection with God. And so this is why in our mission statement we have connection also. We want to connect the world 
to Jesus, connect them through the cross, help us realize that reality. And so uh, our mission statement, to live an authentic life, and I, and I throw that out there, we specifically chose authentic because, you know, too much of the church world is fake. You know, and we put on these masks and these shows and, you know, we want authentic life together with ups and downs. You know, we have our baggage and our sin and our problems, but you know what? God forgives and we need to love each other and forgive each other. And so we want to be authentic in our relationship with God, authentic in our relationship with each other, and authentic in our relationship with lost people that we used to be ourselves, but recognize it's all through. Jesus Christ. And so we chose the name Cross Connection because it's the cross of Jesus that connects us to God. The cross of Jesus that connects us to one another and ultimately the cross of Jesus that we want to connect the world to so that they can be saved. And so hopefully as you hear the name, it reminds you of the mission of our church. Now the way that we seek to put this mission into practice is through our vision. And our vision is fourfold. First, to save the lost. Second, to equip the saved. Third, to serve the lost and saved. And fourth, to send the equip. The first part of our vision is to save the lost. And I could share a lot of verses, but I'm just going to share this one. Mark 16, 15, Jesus said, Go to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is a command. To all of Jesus' followers, he didn't suggest this, you know, if you have time, it'd be great if you go preach the gospel. If you're not too busy with your life, it'd be nice if you go preach the gospel. He says, no, I'm calling all of my followers to go into the world and proclaim the good news of what I have done for them. And so here at Cross Connection, we take this command very seriously. We have the greatest news that anyone could ever hear, and we want to proclaim it. We want to get it out. We want this world who's in darkness, who is lost, to hear the good news of what Jesus has done. We want to impact the community that God has placed us in with the gospel. In 2016, we did 16 uh, organized outreaches. We started with once a month, and then in the middle of the year when I went full-time, we went to twice a month. Uh, And as I mentioned before, you know, God did some great things uh, through those, and we want to continue with doing organized outreaches. We're going to do two a month through 2017. Uh, And so, you know, we want to just continue together to go out and reach uh, this community, reach people for Christ, uh, something that you can put in your calendar, the third Sunday of every month. We've been doing that as a pattern. We're going to continue right after the service. We're going to have an outreach. Uh, it's going to mostly be in the parks where we've been doing it, but just have that. Know the third Sunday of every month that you can come to church and plan on staying and coming with us you know, to reach out. We're doing, you know, we're grilling food and stuff so you can have lunch. And, uh, you know, and it's not some scary thing. That's why when people come, they realize, you know, you're just being real. You're just hanging out. You know, sometimes we play basketball with people. You, you know, watch your kids with people playing. You just talk like you would anywhere, just normal <laughs> conversations. Uh, and then you get to just start sharing about Jesus. And uh, so it's a great opportunity to come and to be a part of that. Every uh, third Sunday we'll be doing that. And then a different day of the week, usually it'll be a Saturday uh, We're going or a month. Uh, we're going to pick another date each month to do an outreach. And we want it to be flexible because, you know, we want to be able to target certain things like a strawberry festival or other things that are happening in the area that we hopefully can go to and do stuff. And so uh, we want to have some flexibility with that. But we will keep you uh, up to 
date with the, the outreaches that are happening. Uh, Ray, who is one of our elders, he's overseeing our outreach ministry. So uh, if you have any uh, desire to be a part of it, uh, you can talk with him. But also, if you have any ideas of like, hey, you know, this would be a great place to go. I think, you know, we could do a lot of wonderful things in reaching people, or there's this open door here. Uh, let him know, uh, and we would love to be able to do that, because that's our heart. So um, I also just want to say that, you know, we would love to you, for you to join these special event outreaches, but please don't think that that is the only time you should evangelize. You know, evangelism is great corporately together when we go out and do something, but God's called us personally as well to go out and preach the gospel. So don't just think evangelism's only when we have an organized outreach and then we do it. We should be evangelizing to our family. We should be evangelizing at our work. We should be evangelizing at our school. We should be evangelizing in our neighborhood. And it's natural as we build relationships with people who don't know Christ, we should seek to want to share the gospel with them. Uh, and so I, I don't just want, you know, uh, this, you know, outreach mindset, but just lifestyle evangelism as well, realizing that you, you're a believer in Jesus. And so in your life, look for opportunities to share the gospel. And so that's the first part of our vision here. And, and that's, you know, something that we're passionate about. That's one of the, the ways that we seek to desire to grow the most, having people come to faith, saving faith in Jesus Christ. The second part of our vision is to equip the save. Now, once someone accepts Christ, once someone gets saved, we want to help them grow. We want to equip them. We want them to have a, a, a deep relationship with Jesus and not just stay a baby Christian for the rest of their life. And so there's an equipping process that we want to help be a part of here. And God has given us really two of the most significant things to help equip people. And those two things are, first and foremost, the Holy Spirit, which we all have dwelling within us, and the Word of God, which teaches us who God is, teaches us how He desires us to live. And so both of those are just vital things to have in order to help equip people to grow in their relationship with God. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 says this, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. We believe the Bible is holy and perfectly inspired by God, and it's profitable in every way for each one of us. So in our church, we put a huge emphasis on teaching and training and equipping people through the study of God's word. We come back to that as our foundation, come to that as our truth, come to that as a thing that sets what is right, what is wrong, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing, not what's popular today, not what the world's doing. We use the word of God as our source of truth and come back to it. And we truly believe that all of it is inspired and that all of it is profitable. And that's one of the reasons why we teach verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through entire books of the Bible, because we actually value all of it. We think all of it's important. We want to go through all of it. We don't want to just want to skip around everywhere. Hopefully one day, if the Lord tarries for a while, we'll get through all of it. But uh, you know that is our heart's desire. Every ministry that we have here at the church ultimately exists to help equip you in your relationship with God, equip you in your relationship with one another, equip you in trying to reach out to those who are lost. Here on Sunday mornings, this service is designed really to equip the whole family. 
As we come together as a family, come together as a family of believers as well, you know, and we have worship, we have, you know, a devoted time to studying God's word, we have times of prayer, times of fellowship. This is a time corporately to really help equip each other and encourage each other. Uh, and, you know, we really feel that this is important. Worshiping God is something that he deserves, something that is so important for us to do to keep our focus where it should be, you know, and Colson and the worship team do a great job of leading us in the praise side of worship. Obviously, there's also the lifestyle that uh, we want to live uh, for the Lord. But uh, for the first two songs, you note that we have the kids in here because, you know, we want to give the family one a, a time for all of them together to worship. But it's really also an opportunity for these kids to get to see their parents and adults worshiping God, to, to have that example, to also be a part of that. And so we feel that's an important thing for them to, to get to experience that. And so we have them for the first two songs and then uh, release them after that. But um, Another thing that we obviously value a lot and put a lot of emphasis in is the teaching of the Bible. That's where the, the largest portion of our service goes towards. Uh, and, you know, when we start teaching as the adults, we allow the kids to go because we want them to get taught on their level. We want them to learn. We want them to grow. We don't want that, you know, what I'm sharing to be over their head and not getting it because we want them to learn uh, and to, you know, follow Christ. And so uh, we take the spiritual education of the kids in the church very seriously seriously. The teachers, you know, really love them and do a great job uh, investing in them. And, um, you know, I finished most of my teachings purposely with a time to respond. You know, I want us to get a time to respond to what God's sharing with us. And, and usually that response time is prayer. You know, either it's a personal time just to come before the Lord, more it's a corporate time to come before the Lord. But, you know, this is something that we value here. We recognize that, that prayer is essential, uh, that it's important. Uh, and I want to remind you sometimes, you know, I don't announce it or, or say it, but I want to remind you, after every service, we are available to pray for you. You know, uh, Lee, who's another one of our elders, he's overseeing that ministry. He is always ready to pray for you. Uh, Lupe's wife, if you're a lady, you want prayer, she's always there. Uh, and so, you know, I don't want to encourage you. The Word of God says in James 5.14, If anyone among you is sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. There's a challenge here. If you're sick or you got a prayer need, come to the elders and get prayer. You know, sometimes we're just kind of stubborn. Oh, I'll just deal with it. You know, oh, yeah, I'm feeling miserable, but, you know, hopefully my week will be better. Hey, the one who has the power to heal asks you to come to him. And he also says, you know what, as you're here together as a body, let other people pray for you as well. And so we all have prayer needs. We all have issues in our life. We all are struggling with things. Don't be prideful or embarrassed to think, oh, I don't want to come up there. Everyone's going to think I have problems. We all got problems. We all need prayer. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you. It's available. If you want to take advantage of it, then we encourage you to do that. If you don't want to, uh, then that's fine as well. But, um, you know, we finish the service. We try to encourage you not to rush away. Uh, we try to do a lot of things that just incorporate fellowship because we want to get to know each other more. We want to connect with one another more. Uh, and so, you know, we, we enjoy that. 
On the first Sunday of each month, we conclude with taking communion, uh, doing what Jesus said, you know, remembering him, remembering his sacrifice on the cross for us. And we also do something to build our fellowship on the first Sunday of the month after the end of the service. We have communion, and then, as you well know, we stay here in the other room, and we have a big lunch together, uh, and it's a time just to enjoy time, enjoy fellowship, to connect with one another. And so you can put that in your calendar as every Sunday, the first Sunday of the month, uh, not only will we have communion together, but you know we'll have a time to eat together. And this is a potluck style meal, so uh, you know different ones of you get to bring stuff. And usually there's kind of a theme, and and we do that. And uh, so we're actually in need. I'm going to get to some of the opportunities to serve, but we, we need someone to take that. It's once a month. Uh, it's just organizing and trying to connect with people who want to bring food. Uh, and so if that's something that you would be interested in doing, uh, we're in need of that. And so Jenny is someone that you can talk with. But guess what? Next Sunday is the first Sunday of the month, so we will be doing that next Sunday. Uh, if you want to bring something, uh, then speak with Jenny, uh, and we'd love for you to do that, and it's just a good time of fellowship. Um, you know, the daycare here that we use has been a wonderful blessing. Uh, it's been greatly affordable, but as you probably noticed, you know, we're starting to get to a place where uh, this space, this room is, you know, becoming quite crammed, and we have some Sundays where people are sitting over in the corner. So we've been praying, and we've been looking in the last few months uh, for a bigger place, uh, and just asking the Lord to help us, you know, uh, direct us in that. And ultimately, our desire would be that we would have a place that's ours all week, not just on Sunday. Uh, but at this point in time, uh, we can't really afford that. And so uh, just pray. We're praying that either the Lord would provide something cheap, uh, not a cheap place, but cheaper in price uh, that we could get into, or that he would provide just more resources and funds uh, so that we could do that. And uh, But I just encourage you to be praying for that. You know, uh, I rarely, you know, talk about, you know, needs, especially financial needs. But I think it's just important to know this reality. I mean, obviously, if you come, you recognize that, but we are seeking to find a new place. Uh, we need some more resources financially uh, to do that. And so, you know, pray, you know, especially if you're not regularly giving, you know, pray and ask the Lord, you know, if he would have encourage you uh, to be doing that, because, you know, whatever people give in tithes is what we have uh, to move and do uh, go somewhere else. So if that's something the Lord's leading you in, then uh, we encourage you with that. But just keep praying. You know, God knows our needs. God's the one who's capable of meeting our needs, uh, and we just trust him uh, to open up that door for us. And so uh, we just desire a bigger place to have more people that we can reach with the gospel, reach with God's word, uh, and so just keep that in prayer as well. Um, In the middle of last year, we started doing an evening service on the fourth Sunday of the month. Uh, And we're going to continue that through 2017. Uh, This is one that does have child care. So if you are a parent with kids, we'd love for you to come uh, with that. Uh, It starts at 530 and we get out by 7. So if you're worried about your kids getting to bed in time for, you know, the next day, uh, hey, we'll get you out in plenty of time. So it's the fourth Sunday of the month. It's an evening time. And really, we, we started this with the heart of because we teach verse by verse and we stay in books of the Bible for a long stretch of time, there are certain important topics that we really don't get to cover, maybe even for a year or so. And so it was the heart to say, you know what, once a month, let's deal with some real important things that we want us as a body to know and be encouraged with. And so that's kind of what we're doing with that evening. Of And I'll be announcing the topics as they come. And we've done worship and we've done prayer and we've done evidence 
for the Bible. We've done, you know, how to deal with trouble. We've done lots of different things. And, uh, but, you know, that's kind of the, the focus of that evening service is to kind of be able to deal with some topics that we don't normally get to focus on when we're in a book for a long period of time. Um, but something new that we're going to do is going to be a, a second evening service it's the second Sunday, uh, so we got the four Sundays of the evening where the focus is uh, a teaching. The second one, the focus is prayer. You know, I really feel like the Lord is just burdening my heart that we would spend more time corporately in prayer. I hope all of you spend time individually in prayer, but that as a body of believers that we would invest more time in prayer and seeking the Lord you know, in his direction and reaching people. Uh, and so the second Sunday, uh, 5.30 as well, childcare as well, uh, it's just going to be a time of worship and prayer. We've done several of these, uh, and it's a sweet time. If you come out, it's just a great time, and it's just open, and we're worshiping and praying together, and we'll do a song and we'll leave it open and whatever is on people's heart we pray and then we keep worshiping we pray and you know and it's just a great time I encourage you to come out for that I think oftentimes statistically prayer meetings are the least attended of things in the church but you know there's power in coming before the Lord and I think there's even more power as we do it corporately and so we're going to have that once a month together uh, the second Sunday uh, and so I would encourage you uh, once again to put that in your calendar um, we um, also are continuing our midweek home group on Thursday nights. Uh, you know, and this one is it's just an intimate time. It's very different than kind of the lecture style that we have here and the seating that we have here. You know, at six to seven, we have a meal that a lot of you come to, and it's a great time to fellowship. And uh, uh, from starting at seven, we have worship. And then our Bible study is different. It's interactive. And we always finish by sharing prayer requests and, and praying for one another. And so, you know, it's just a very different feel. It's much more intimate. I think I can tell greatly the difference between people who regularly come to that and don't because you're much more connected with other people in the body because of that time, because you really get a, a greater sense of what's going on in their life. You're hearing them with their prayer requests. You're getting to pray with one another. You're coming and fellowshipping. And so I know some of you can't make it just because of other commitments, but if you're available Thursday nights, uh, I would really encourage you to come join us. I think it's a, a great opportunity just to grow. Um, and Another thing that we do to try to help equip uh, is with our men's and women's ministry. Uh, our women's ministry has a monthly gathering the first Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. Uh, at Lee and Lupe's house. Uh, it's a time of Bible study, time of discussion, time of worship, time of prayer with one another. Uh, and so that's going to be continuing uh, every month through 2017. But the women are also going to be doing different events uh, for fellowship, different events just to grow in their relationship with the Lord and each other, uh, which they'll be letting you know, and that'll be happening uh, throughout the year. But we also have dates. Uh, they're going to have a full retreat this year. Uh, May 19th through 21 is the uh, retreat for the ladies, so you can put that in your calendar. Uh, we've got the place booked, uh, and so there'll be more information given in the coming months from that, but just uh, let you know that that will be coming. Uh, our men's ministry also has a monthly gathering. We're the third Tuesday. The women are the first Tuesday, 730 uh, at my home. Similar uh, Bible study, discussion, prayer, encouragement with each other as men. Uh, we also do a lot of different events uh, throughout the year. Uh, we actually have one booked. Our next fellowship event uh, is going to be Saturday, February 25th. Uh, it's going to be, we're going to have fishing, kayaking. Uh, it's at Albert's house, who lives right on the water. Uh, and so lunch will be provided. 
uh, it's just going to be a day of fellowship and connection with each other and encouragement. So uh, if you're available, we're going to start getting there at 1030. You can get there whenever you want. Last time we did it, we were there till almost dinner time. But um, so uh, we're only providing lunch. <laughs> so dinner's on you. But we'd love to have you. Uh, and we might be doing our men's retreat the second weekend in July. Um, we're still not sure about that. So we'll give you some more details in the coming months about when we're going to do our men's retreat. Um, now, I know there's been a lot of dates, and you're thinking, I can't remember that much stuff. That's why when you walked in this morning, we gave you this, you know, just a reminder of kind of the regular monthly stuff. We'll also have, like I just mentioned, you know, a guy's thing or a lady's thing, which we'll tell you. But this is something we do every month uh, that's for you or every week with Sunday and Thursday. Uh, and so I just encourage you to hold on to it, maybe even put it on your fridge uh, so that you can remember what day is what and what's going on, uh, because we love to have you involved in these things. Um, and so, you know, all of the stuff that we're doing, our Sunday morning, our Sunday evening, our Thursday, our men's, our women's, our prayer, you know, it's all designed ultimately to help us be equipped, so that we can be a part of equipping each other and encouraging each other to grow in our relationship with the Lord. And so the first part of our vision we have is to save the lost. The second part of it is to equip the saved. And the third part of our vision is to serve the lost and the saved. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew chapter 20, verses 26 through 28, Whoever desires to be great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. You know, in our world, those who serve others are not considered great. They're considered the, the low, and those who are served are the ones who are considered great. But in God's mind and in God's, you know, uh, perspective, it's the opposite. Those who are great are the ones who are served, or serving others. And so Jesus is the one who not only instructs us in this, but he showed us with his own life what serving others should be. He willingly served in all sorts of different capacities. I mean, imagine, you know, going from the throne in heaven to becoming one of us, and not one of us ruling us, but one of us serving us. And he says, you know, I didn't come to be served, the one person who deserves it. No, I came to serve you. And he showed us the greatest amount of service in the fact that he was willing to lay down his life for us. And that's ultimately what our hearts should be. It's like, you know, there's so many things, well, that's beneath me. I'm not willing to do that. Well, that wasn't beneath Jesus. He was willing to go all the way and give his own life. And so we want to be those types of servants. And there's two different ways that we want to focus on that. And notice we have the serving of believers and we have the serving of unbelievers. And there's a lot of opportunities for you to serve believers here in the church and to be a part of that. And we encourage you to do that because, you know, it's something that is a great thing. It's something that God calls us to do. It's something that he gives us giftings in order to use them to serve one another for God's glory. Uh, and so there are lots of practical ways that you can do that. One is, you know, we don't own this building. And so all this stuff comes in on Saturday night and goes out on Sunday. And so if you want to be a part of setting things up, uh, tearing things down, uh, Colson heads that up. And so if that's something that you would want to do, I know a lot of you help, uh, especially on Sunday uh, after 
after the service to do that, and it's a great blessing. But, you know, if that's your heart, you want to be more involved, uh, speak with Colson about that. And, you know, if you desire to be a part of the worship ministry, also Colson heads that up, and so come talk with him. Uh, if that's something that's on your heart and you feel the Lord has gifted you in that area uh, and you want to use that gift for him, uh, we'd love for you to, to be a part of that. Uh, another big service opportunity, and it's always going to be one, is children's ministry. Uh, and right now we have needs. And, you know, as the church grows and there's more kids and then we have to make more classes, you know, there's always going to be a growing need for people involved in children's ministry. And so if you have a heart to invest in kids, and you know what, I would say this, if you're someone who wants to grow as a teacher and you feel like God has maybe called you to teach, that's one of the greatest places to learn. That's where I learn. If you can teach kids complex truths from God's word, it's easy to teach adults because it's so much harder to take something complex and make it simple for a child or a kid to understand. And so if that's something that you feel the Lord's burden in your heart for, hey, that's a great place to start. But if you want to invest in the kids, you don't feel like I want to teach, I just want to help. Well, we have helper roles as well. Uh, And so if that's you, please speak with Jenny. Uh, Right now we have some needs in that area. And so uh, if you have that heart, then uh, we would love for you to be a part of that. Uh, Another service opportunity is our hospitality ministry. Uh, As I mentioned already, every Thursday from six to seven, we have a meal together beforehand. And those meals are made by you guys. Uh, Leanne oversees that. And so if you want to help make a meal, there's a theme. Uh, last Thursday, we had this awesome Mexican food, and it was so great. And, you know, you guys brought that. And so if you want to help, you like to cook, and you're good at cooking, even better, um, talk with Leanne, and you can, you know, be a part of that. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, we're looking for someone, because we also do meals once a month on Sunday, uh, on the first Sunday of the month, and we need someone to kind of organize that. It doesn't mean you have to cook. You know, you can be a horrible cook. As long as you can organize other people, then that's all we need. So if that's something that you want to do, uh, speak with Jenny, because we do have a need uh, in that area. Uh, and we also want to do something that we've been doing, and, and we love it. Uh, when people have an accident, like you know, we saw with the Prantles and uh, Julianne breaking her femur, you know, someone needs a meal or lots of meals. And we had a lot of you come together. I think it was two weeks worth of meals that you guys provided, which was wonderful. Praise the Lord for that. But you know, we we want to be able to do that. Audra's overseeing that ministry, and so it's meals for people who have an emergency, who are sick, who just have you know, they're they're not capable of cooking their own meals for whatever purpose, and we just want to practically come and show love in that way. And so if that's something that you want to do, speak with Audra, and she sends out stuff when there's a need, uh, and then you can respond by getting that meal to the person who's in need. Um, Another service opportunity is as a greeter. Uh, When people show up, especially new people, you're going to be the first person that they see. But it's a a time just to connect with them uh, and also just to share with them if they got kids, how they check in their kids, and kind of what goes on, and hopefully just to talk talk with them and connect with them a bit. And so uh, if you want to be a part of that, uh, Ray oversees that. And so uh, speak with him. Uh, and that would be another great thing that you could do. But uh, there's just a lot of different, you know, things that we have going on, ways that you can serve. If you're just like, I don't know, then just come talk with me uh, and we'll find something for you. We want everyone to be serving who has a heart to do it. But we don't just want to serve believers. It's great. We want to do that, but we also want to branch out beyond that. Because notice Jesus didn't just serve those who loved him. He didn't just serve those who were part of you know, his inner circle or disciples. He also served those who rejected him. He served those who ultimately killed him. And so we desire to be serving the community that doesn't know 
Jesus. And something that is important for us to realize is service to people who are rejecting Christ, who are anti-Jesus, opens up doors for the gospel. When you practically show love to people who are hardened to the truth of the gospel, it opens up an opportunity to share that you wouldn't have if you didn't do that. You know, Thursday, or not Thursday, November and December, you know, we gave out some Thanksgiving meals to families. December, we gave out gifts to people. And it was a practical demonstration of love, and it opened up doors to families that we connected with and got to share with that wouldn't have been there uh, if we didn't do that. And so, you know, we want to be serving our community. Uh, and so a lot of our outreaches, we're going to be focusing some of them, especially the ones that are not the third Sunday, to really be service, you know, directed and oriented. And you know, I'll say this: one of the things that we could really be benefited from you, and you can let Ray know who oversees this ministry. If you know a particular person, or you know, just a situation, like you know what, they could really use help. You know, we could really use a group that could come serve, or you know, do something for the home, or, or whatever it may be, because we, we want to practically be able to reach out to people in that way. And so. Uh, that's going to be another thing that we're going to be doing. Uh, and so I encourage you, especially if you've got skills with construction or things like that, uh, just to you know, be available uh, to help where the need might arise. And so the first part of our vision is to save the lost. The second is to equip the saved. The third is to serve not only uh, those who are here in our body, but also those who uh, are not saved. And the fourth part of our vision is to send the equipped. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, this verse is often referred to as Jesus' great commission to his followers. And, you know, it's an imperative that we take very seriously here at our church. You know, an essential part of our vision is to send the equipped. You know, as believers are equipped, we want to send them out. We want to get them out into our community. We want to get them out into other cities and ultimately want to get them out to other countries because we want to see churches planted. We want to see the gospel go forth. We want to see the word of God proclaimed. You know, we value sending capacity over seating capacity. We don't want everyone just to stay here. We want to send people out. We want to see God reach more than just Pasadena. And so, you know, that's our heart's desire. And we really want to grow the kingdom of God as a whole, not just our own individual church. And so uh, we want to see this church being used to reach wherever God's leading us to do this. And um, something specific that we're going to have in 2017 that's going to help fulfill this vision uh, are mission trips, which are a great way to connect with something that's God's doing beyond, you know, this area that we're in. And we're going to obviously continue outreach here and ministering here. But we also want to just kind of partner up with people uh, and do different things. For those of you who came on Thursday night, uh, you got to to hear Morris and Ida share uh, from Uganda, and they got the ministry in Uganda and Kenya and Tanzania, and their church planning. They planted 120 churches, uh, and the Lord's just doing a lot of wonderful work with them. Jaime uh, has been going there for the last seven years. He's been leading the trip each year, uh, and he's going to lead another trip this year. I got the date up there, uh, and so it's July 14th through 25th, and so it's an opportunity for you guys, if any of you want to join that. 
that. Uh, you can talk with Jaime. There's an application process to go through. But uh, as already Morris and Ida on Thursday night invited whoever wants to come and partner with them for the gospel. There's a lot of open doors in schools, in prisons, in homes. Uh, it's not like here, man. The schools actually stop and let you share the gospel as opposed to stopping you from sharing the gospel. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of open doors and the people are really open. Like I was in Scotland and Europe, man, the people are super close to the gospel, but there they're sharing that, you know, people are hungry and they're open. Uh, and so uh, if that's something the Lord burdens you for, then a great opportunity just to go and be a part of uh, that work. Uh, I'm also in communication right now with Pottersfield Ministry in Guatemala, which is what Robert Crabtree, as he shared a couple months back, you know, he's over there right now. Uh, and so we're talking with them about going and taking a trip there. Uh, and so um, that seems to be a very good possibility. Uh, it looks like right now, early June might be uh, the likely date of that, but I'll give you more details as uh, things get finalized and settled with that. So hopefully in 217, you will have two different mission trip opportunities uh, to be a part of if that's something that the Lord encourages you and, and leads you in doing. Um, but uh, it's just another way to ultimately fulfill this portion of our vision. Uh, we want to send out and reach you know, people that the Lord's leading us to reach. And um, I also want to draw your attention. Some of you ask things like, do you have a website? <laughs> yeah, we've had one for two years. But um, <laughs> ConnectedToJesus.org, uh, cross-connection is taken, so this is what we used, and so ConnectedToJesus.org is our website. There's a lot of resources on there. Every message we do on Sunday goes up the same week, so if you're in children's ministry especially and you miss a great way to follow up with what we're teaching, or you're just sick and you weren't here, or maybe you liked the message and you want to hear it again or, or share it with someone else, it's on the website. Uh, but another thing that's on the website that's great, when you're talking with people who, you know, you're sharing with them about the church, our beliefs are on there. I mean, there's so much on there that if you just give them the website, you know, they can check it out. They can kind of get a feel for things. The different ministries we do are there. And so it's just a good resource. Uh, I encourage you with it. Uh, we also have a giving portion on the website. So if you, you know, don't like to remember to bring your checkbook every week, whatever, you can just set up, you know, a regular giving there and you don't have to think about it anymore. So that's uh, another thing that you can use for the website. But uh, it's just a good tool that we put some time and effort into and keep updating. So if you take advantage of it, great. But um, so just, you know, our mission to live an authentic life in connection with God, one another and the world through Jesus and we fulfill that mission with our vision to save the lost, to equip the saved, to serve the lost and the saved, and to send the equipped. You know, and I really do hope the vision excites you to a place where you want to be a part of it. Because I see too often as a pastor, and my dad was a pastor, and just growing up in the church, statistically a very small percentage of the church seeks to actually accomplish the vision. And it doesn't really get accomplished very well. For a vision to truly be accomplished the way it needs to be, the body as a whole needs to use the gifts that God has given for that to happen. And so don't just say, well, you know, we got this person doing that and that person doing that, so there's no need for me. No, there is a need for you. God's given you a gift. He wants you to use it for his glory. He wants you to serve. And so I just encourage you, if you're not plugged in, then come speak with me. I want to give you opportunities to serve. uh, And hopefully you're excited about where we're going and what we're doing and want to be a part of reaching people uh, with the truth of the gospel. And so I just want to close this morning. You know, there's just a lot that we hope the Lord will be doing in 217, and we recognize it's him. 
And so we just want to close with a time just to pray. You know, we want a new facility, pray for that. We want to see God lead us, you know, and direct us in different areas. We want to see God connect us with the lost and open up their hearts for the gospel. We want to see God help us grow as a fellowship and just lead us and guide us. And so uh, I just want to take some time, if it's on your heart, just to pray. Whatever it is that, you know, you really want to pray about God's direction and leading us as a church uh, in this new year. And so uh, we're just going to take some time to do that, and then I'll close this in prayer, but let's just ask for God uh, to do what only he can do.